Hey fans, we all love some good music. A variety of music. What if we could bring Chriswell Studios to you 24-7? That's a long work schedule. Maybe, but you know, we just might have it. The best variety of music for multiple decades live on your phone 24-7 with our Gay Orlando Live online radio station. Better known as Go Live. Download the TuneIn app and search for Go Live or go to ChristenWill.com for more info. Lots of new shows coming and holiday programming, so tune, tune in! in. We're back! Yes, we are! Season 3 of What About Our Life, the amazing, universally recognized, and most talked about show. You can hear us on iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. For all the amazing information, links, and to hear our show online, go to our website at chrisandwill.com and follow us on Instagram at chris.and.will. And also follow us on Facebook under The Real Prince Charmings. What's this? What about our life? Is it that bad? No, what about our life with Chris and Will? Oh, the show that gets you talking. Yeah, and these two haven't stopped talking for three seasons. <laughs> what kind of key cannot open doors? Hmm, I don't know. A turkey! <laughs> okay, buddy. Welcome to our Thanksgiving episode. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving! Yes, happy Thanksgiving, of course. It's another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. This week, we are talking about learning from a story. Ooh. How interesting is that? So here's a good one. Name me an iconic television show that moved you, that you learned most from. <laughs> wow. Well, there's several um, that I learned from. Well, there's, oh, gosh, so many to choose from. What comes to mind is Sailor Moon in Full House for some reason. I say Sailor Moon because even though it's an anime in some people just think, oh, it's just some kitty show or whatever. It actually has a lot to do about the power of fighting for love and justice. Whereas Full House is more of wanting to bring family together, but it's not so much of, you know, like what a family should look like, but more of that you can create your own family no matter how big or what, who's in it, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, I would have to say mine would be Roseanne. Wow. Because, you know, Roseanne was such ahead of her time. And it oh, would, yeah. the show would have made such a greater impact now than it would have <laughs> um, back then. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, they have the Connors. It's great. I think it's really off without Roseanne, in my opinion. But Roseanne touched on so many different topics mm -hmm. and that were relatable. So in my instance, you can come into that family and you can say, okay, they'll touch upon this. And then you're like, oh, okay. Um, and it's really bad that this, this is the episode that comes to mind. 
and you'll laugh and everybody will get a kick out of this. But there was a particular episode on Roseanne where Roseanne was trying to be the master of the house and uh, Dan was taking over and instructing the kids and she was having a fit about it. Yeah. So DJ comes in and try he doesn't know how to put on a jock strap <laughs> and so so <laughs> roseanne obviously got put down because she doesn't want to deal with that but in a sense it's like i mean they didn't tell you how to put on a jock strap but it's like in a sense it was like i could almost relate to dj because the first the real first time I ever saw one that I had to put on for sports, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I literally thought it was a joke because I'm sitting there going, where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of it? So, you know, I guess that's a relatable episode I could think of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's so Roseanne for me would have, un unfortunately, because of the jock strap, it would have to be the most uh, um, iconic for television. Interesting. Very what about interesting. movie? Ooh, a movie. Movies. The most iconic movie that you learned from. Oh, gosh. Movies that I learned from. And there's so many. Yeah, because see, there's I could so go into many. kids' movies. I could go into regular movies. I could go into made-for-TV movies. I mean. Yes. And you know what? Hi, D. We love you, D. Wallace. Yay! She's been on our show. But I'd have to say for me it would be E.T. Ah, uh, yeah. Because, you know, you go through as a kid growing up as the youngest of course and you have such an imagination yeah and anything that gave you comfort or love you just went with and mm. you know and the thing that's where i kind of learned from the most would be et because i'm like feeling that right yeah, now because yeah because it, it you know he 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 was missing something in his life and he found it through et Wow. And that's that was kind of sort of me. You know, I was yeah. missing something in my life and I, I would find it through something else. And and uh it was kind of like having puppet shows or something. You'd find that. Yeah. So I would have to say it would be E.T. Wow. Okay, so movies. Um I mean one that comes to mind as funny as it is, is Forrest Gump, because no matter what you go through in life. You know what? The true people are going to be there regardless. Yes. And you know what? Life is like a box of chocolates because there are some shitty people in life just like there is some shitty chocolate. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if you get around Valentine's Day and you somebody gives you those heart chocolate boxes and it has the different flavors. And for some odd reason, the chocolate makers always put the worst flavors the most in there. It's interesting you and mentioned it's that. Like, yeah. It's like the, the what best were they flavor is like one. Yeah. Out of the whole box. But the most nastiest flavors in there, that's like the whole box. And you know, I just I I this this would be me. Remember there was an episode of Golden Girls where Sophia opens up the box of chocolates, takes one and puts it back in and she yeah. Yeah. That would be me. Yeah. I would take it a bite of it, put it back in the box, close the box <laughs> and give it to someone else. <laughs> or not only chocolates, but when you were in I would say elementary school and you know, you had to give Valentine cards to the whole class. You couldn't just give it to yes. you know a select few. So, you know, I'm like thinking, okay, what theme Valentine cards 
am I going to get, you right, know? Right. And usually you would think, okay, well, maybe this uh, person who's in the class and you don't really talk to them much. Oh, I'm not really going to get something good from them. And you actually get, wow, that was pretty decent. I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah you know, so yeah, that would have that. Yeah. So life is like a box of chocolate. Mm -hmm. So if you were to go back and we talk about iconic TV and we talk about this a lot, the first show that comes to mind when you talk about iconic TV is what go. Um, we were just watching Hanging with Mr. Cooper the other I night. I know, it's on Hulu. I it mean, I watched that. I didn't realize. I mean. I didn't realize a lot of it. And I think something that stood out to me was that before and after the show, um, Mark Curry came out and said something. Yeah, like, I usually that's only that. reserved for, you know, in-studio audiences. But people watching it at home got to see that. And I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's on Hulu. Hulu has a lot of them. Uh -huh. A lot of the classic ones I actually quite um, like. What about an iconic movie? Ooh, an iconic movie. Well, for me, um, animated Aladdin. Only because Robin Williams. I know yeah. I've said this before, but, um, you know, that is only because, yes, it's a, it's a classic tale, I guess. But his spin on it really brought out the story. Um, I would also say, because I love imaginative movies, I think I've said this before, Never Ending Story. That I like. You know, my most iconic would have been anything that Haley Mills was in. That's right. And then yeah. when I got the chance to meet Haley and actually talk to Haley. That was, actually, yeah. Haley did call me over my phone, which is very odd because I was working on a project and she called me. And it was such a unique experience. Mm -hmm. Oh, I loved it. And I will remember that to yeah. this day. So here you go. Here's a good one. What about iconic music? What artist moved you the most? Okay. And I'm not talking about dancing. I'm talking about anything that this person sang gave, made you sit there and go, got to have it. And you know what's interesting? You say that. And I guess from a child to now, um, it's interesting because I would do sort of like those mixtapes, but um I would, I would honestly say, gosh, I'm at a blank at the moment because I didn't actually like have her CDs or stuff, but I would say Whitney Houston. Yeah. Only because it dealt with the greatest love of all. I would, I remember watching the music video for that, but as an adult, it has so much more of a deeper meaning. I would meaning. have to say mine would be Michael Jackson. Well, yes, of because course. Because Michael yeah. went, Michael went the distance in his lyrics and in so many different ways, and he touched upon a lot of different stories. If you put all the controversy aside, there was a yeah. lot of art that was built in it. Yeah, and you know, and that's really what makes a musician is the art that they're t they're telling. So I would have to say music. As well, far not as only Jackson's art, concerned. but I think he broke the barrier of what can be done, you know, and he had a very, not he only did. a sentimental he message, did. but you felt it. He I mean, no matter what song he came out with, you know, I mean, I think he had this um, love for the people of the, of earth, 
you know, in it in love and different things. And it was expressed differently throughout. Now, was yeah. there a particular story in your life that you would say that you've either read, watched, or heard that changed you? Wow. Well, I did like the Sherlock Holmes books um, only because that was kind of Cam Jansen books. They were kid books. And it was that um, she had a photographic memory and like certain. So if she had to solve a mystery, she would have snapshots of different things. And, and she that would change you. It changed me <laughs> because you know what? If you're paying attention to certain things at the least, um, you know, time that you would think you would need to know something and you remember it in that moment, you're like, wow, I remembered that. And it's like anything else, anything negative that was like pulling you down. Yeah. History. You don't think about it because that one memory is now saying, wait, but this happened. And it took me a long time to come to that conclusion. You know, and when you when you think of that, a story that's kind of changed you. And, you know, I would have to say it would be the next topic would, where I was going to say recommended story and why. For me, it would be the same. The, the one would be the same. August Rush, now that's, I would yes. say, would be the story that changed would change me. And at the same time, I would say that um, it was a recommended story and why. Because there's a lot of points in August Rush. Yes. And one of them is chance encounters. Oh, my. Wow. And that's really basically my life in a nutshell mm -hmm. is chance encounters. Because you just you don't realize something that's gonna change your life until maybe later mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people call it fate which is what we also call it but in in reality it's just it's an energy that pushes you towards it yeah. so if you watch the emotional sides of august rush <sighs> it tells everything about the good the bad and the chance encounters that you encompass if that's the word yes and not even realize that you're working hard to uh -huh, get it yeah. when you're not even working hard to yeah. get it so I would have to say that, you know, a good topic when you talk about that, critics, let's talk about that for a okay. second. Okay. Critics, there's some great critics out there, but there are too many critics out there that judge a story or film, whatever, just by what they see and not what they completely fully see if that's what i'm looking mm -hmm. at basically they're not looking at all of it they're just looking at pieces of it they're and then they're and then they're comparing it to something else yeah when i think that if you're going to go and watch a movie or watch or or read a story you need to single it out for itself yeah. and give it its own opportunity yes before you start to say okay it's something like this or okay it's something like that mm -hmm. so with critics don't always, in my opinion, follow critics to the T because we have always found that when critics rate a movie great, in our opinion, it's usually bad. When they rate it bad, it's usually good. Yeah. Because August Rush didn't get a lot of great critic reviews. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the most magnificent yes. stories I think ever seen. Yes. There wasn't a dry eye in that theater oh my god when it came out and yeah. the reason i bring this up is because august rush came out during thanksgiving yep 
That's couple right. years ago. Yep, so, it was what twelve years ago it came yes. out. Yes. So if you get the chance, or go see thirteen it. years ago, go something see it. like that. It's yeah. such a remarkable, remarkable, remarkable story. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> very natural. Natural performances, I think, is some is is a true actor. When an actor, yeah. an actress, and a performer really goes out, and you can feel their emotions without even trying, mm -hmm. those are natural performances in yeah. my mind. Mm -hmm. And you know. When you're able to bring those stories from a childhood to the adulthood yeah. and feel the same. And that's how I got with E.T. As a child, as a child with E.T., you you were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then the last scene uh, when he sticks yeah. his finger in your face like he's gonna pick your nose <laughs> and he starts going, you know, I'll be right here. You feel your your heart just drops and mm -hmm. then as an adult you watch it again your heart's dropping even though your heart's beating lesser than it was as a child you're trying to hold it back up so you don't die from i'll but be right here you know the you know? thing is though i think that and even maybe this is from an adult perspective maybe it's from a kid perspective depending on how you view it even that one scene where um he was like he was like fading and et was coming yes. back you and you're like it. you just you felt you it felt it's the like emotions. the kids yes. the kids bring out stuff they that do. adults they need do. to be and, aware know, of and that was the key when spielberg directed that a lot of the kids didn't know that scene was actually going to happen mm -hmm. and so you got a natural performance it's kind of like goonies this is one of the most <laughs> exciting parts of the goonies oh okay the scene when they discover the pirate ship yeah and then the slide yeah okay in the slide scene when the kids showed up to work that day they were not told what was going to happen so they were not told about the slide and they certainly never saw the ship mm -hmm. so when you saw them going down that slide that was natural performance yep. and then when you saw them and reacting to when they saw the ship that was a natural performance. So to me, I think those are the best performances is when you get the element of surprise. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there's another one uh, in Pretty Woman where, you know, yeah, yes, I know with the necklace. One. Yes, the, the box. The box. And she goes to touch it and it closes. Uh huh. That actually was not supposed to happen. And it happened, but the reaction from Julia Roberts was so natural and so great. That is one of the most iconic pieces mm -hmm. of movie history and it actually was not meant to happen so natural performances are the absolute best performances yeah. and when you ask that you want to be you want to learn from a story the whole point of why you go to read a book and watch a movie or watch television it's not just because you want to be entertained but it's because you kind of want to gather something from it you want to feel something from mm -hmm. it so i think that should people learn from a story yeah i do that's why they're going after it um it's not about just being entertained it's just about it's about getting a feeling of reminding yourself of something or wanting to make you see something in a different light to change yourself so mm -hmm. yeah so it yeah. makes a good one so learning yeah. from a story is a good thing you guys yeah it is especially in this year well you know today we have a really great guest on our show she is one of the most iconic moms in television mm -hmm. absolutely she played on the show called the waltons mm -hmm. yes yeah. 
The Waltons was an American drama series about a family during the Great Depression and World War II. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. It was created by Earl Hammer Jr. Based on his book, Spencer's Mountain, in 1961, he also wrote the screenplay for the original movie, Charlotte's Web. Really? Yes. Wow. The show aired on CBS on September 4th, 1972 to June 4th of 1981, nine seasons. Wow. Yes. Huh. Distributed, of course, by Warner Brothers. We yeah. seem to have a lot of Warner Brothers Yay! stuff. <laughs> yes. yes. We love Warner Brothers. We love being on their lot. We, we've done a lot of work with Warner Brothers, obviously. The backlot set is on the WB lot. We actually have pictures of it. Yeah. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. We have been back there. The Walton's house is at the WB Ranch. That's right. Which we live near and we would walk to the studio to work all the time because I've had a couple of film projects. Drillbit Taylor I filmed <laughs> there yeah. when I was in Drillbit Taylor yeah. I filmed on the ranch. That is also the same location where they have filmed several scenes from friends the coffee shop was actually on the ranch and the fountain is actually on the ranch as well mm. we've seen that and the ranch is actually from old columbia pictures it was based around the three stooges wow three stooges was filmed at the wb ranch isn't that interesting yeah the um, Walton's house at the ranch was also used in some scenes of Gilmore Girls because we were both that in was, Gilmore yeah. Girls as well. Yeah, yes. yeah. The Walton's Mountain was done on Hollywood Hills East Ooh. of the Hollywood sign and the WB lot. Oh, okay. Yep, absolutely. It has won Primetime Emmy Award and a Peabody Award. Okay. It starred Michael Learn, who won three Emmy Awards, Will Greer, uh, Ellen Corby, who won three Emmy Awards, and I don't even know. I'm not even going to. Beulah? Beulah. There you go. Bonnie, or however you want to say I'm bad at names. Bondi. Yep. They were all in it. TV Guide ranked the show number 34 as the best series of all times think of beulah from summer magic yeah there you go that'll help i can hear it but i can't read it isn't that <laughs> sad isn't that sad well anyway today on our show we have the incredible the amazing we love her we love her we love her michael learn yes. our show <laughs> she is so incredible you guys we had that experience when we first met her we did not know what to think. Oh, yeah. And, you know, all of us came out of our shell and we just, we have just, it, it just, like, you've known a person forever. Yeah. She is incredible. Well, Michael, of course, played Olivia Walton in The, in the Waltons, mm -hmm. of course. She was also in the show Nurse, Who's the Boss, oh. All My Children, One Life to Live, Murder, She Wrote. Reading Rainbow, Gunsmoke, Scrubs, General Hospital, Young and the Restless, and in Broadway, One Golden Pawn and Driving Miss Daisy. Mm. And of course, she is a three-time Emmy Award winner. Mm -hmm. So we are so excited to have her on the show. So sit back, relax. Michael Learned is coming up. 
when you put the pandemic aside, you start to look at your own inner self, which means your own sufferings. We're all going through something in life. Yes. Part of our brand is to help and continue to help. And help is what is needed sometimes just to be able to focus and focus the right way. I've dealt with mental abuse, anxiety, depression, and a list of other issues that I struggle with overcoming every day. Both of us have dealt with some sort of issues. With my own issues like heart disease and so forth. That stuff takes a toll on you and sometimes we want to give up. Please, please don't. Just like with us, you'll survive all of this and no matter the current times, we're all going to live happy. We have created the Best Friends Forever Foundation, completely managed by us and our team, totally funded by our company. It is built with you in mind. You need someone to talk to, be your friend, offer you help, or just your chat friend, we can help. Need help? We will set it up and pay for it to get you the help you need. Working with some of the best doctors in the country. Believe me, we are all in it for you. Our goal is to have assistance available to you whenever needed, even if it is to talk. We want to have a safe house for you to go get more assistance. These facilities will be nearest to you and guaranteed to be there for you. In dedication of celebrating you and giving you love with awareness, we have Williams Heart Pin available online to wear close to your hearts. Proceeds go directly into the foundation. Go to chrisandwill.com for all the details. Remember, you are loved. We love you. Love yourself and the world will love you in return. Chris and Will introducing you to an amazing getaway. For the first time, we both treated ourselves to a day of pampering. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, then please make sure to treat your own self to a day like we did at Spa Nirvana, a sanctuary for face and body, a spa day for men and women. The staff is so friendly, the place is clean, looks amazing, and the best of it, they're following the safety guidelines during these current times. Truly a professional environment. The cost isn't bad neither. Make your appointment today. Imagine a day where you can get the most incredible stress-free relaxing massage, body work, facial rejuvenation, and microdermabrasion. They have so much more to offer, including their signature facial services, including an aluminum oxide-free crystal microdermabrasion facial, the lifting facial of mature skin, and the most comprehensive, purifying, deep cleansing facial. Plus, you just can't beat the environment of soothing music healthy snacks and drinks and you just have to see it for yourself guys it's totally worth it this is a weekly thing for us now and i can't wait to go again this is a chris will highly recommendation spanirvana.com is the website you can go to chrisandwill.com for the link as well spa nirvana 811 court street clearwater florida 33756 call 727-447-7546 to make your appointment today. Services are by appointment only and they are filling up fast. So treat yourself, your inner self, to a vacation day at Spa Nirvana. We are honored to welcome three-time Emmy Award winner, Michael Learn. I'm good, how are you? Oh, we're doing great. We are good. so excited to be having this conversation with you today. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. Oh, yes. good. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> you know, we... I'm sitting here in the kitchen, and I'm looking out on a, my little patio, and my granddaughter and my grandson are both out there. Uh-huh. Oh, wonderful. And, um, 
I feel blessed, you know? Wow. Absolutely, absolutely. They're so terrific. Yeah. I mean, now that there's this, if people have a chance to do things they didn't have a chance to do before, but of course they can't do them because <laughs> Everything's of the yes. COVID. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. We so wanted to go to Hawaii. Yeah. we were like, all right, well, let's, let's book a trip to Hawaii, but... Um, Hawaii's got so many restrictions right now. I'm like, all right, it's just not worth it. It's just best yeah. just to stay home and just, you know, uh, picture Hawaii in our uh, in our minds or watch <laughs> it on YouTube or something. Um, it's kind of hard on a marriage. This whole thing, yeah. <laughs> the, the togetherness. Yes, the con- <laughs> it, it's nice in the beginning, and then it gets a little old. Oh, I like, bet. Oh, you again? Yes. Oh, I bet. Well, go you know, fi- go find something to do. <laughs> yes. Just find something to do. Absolutely. We have so many friends that are that have uh, gone through that, and I'm like, you know what? Willie and I have been go- preparing for this for twenty something years. Yes. I go. We never leave each other's sight. Uh-huh. We're around each other twenty four seven. Yep. So it's like, so we were ready for this because we've already been around each other for a lot. So it didn't bother us. But everyone else is just driving themselves stir crazy and it's like oh you'll be okay you'll Uh be okay so um i think i'm more used to it than my husband because i'm an actor you know and we're used to period long periods unfortunately where we don't work but for him you know he's used to getting up and get putting on a tie and business suit and off he goes to work well now there's no work so right it's hard for him and even if there even if there is work that's all adjusted to being at home now, which, yeah, a, right, lot, which exactly. a lot of people can't handle. They love having in their head sometimes before they were like, oh, I wish I can work from home. And now that they're kind of forced to work from home, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, okay, you know, uh, but yeah, so many people have had to adjust. And Unfortunately, we've seen so many friends and family members, their life go from perky to really depressed. And it's like, so we kind of spend a lot of time working with them and saying, you know what, you got to look at what you have and be thankful and just boost your spirit up somewhat. Go binge watch something. There's so much binge watching you can catch up on right now. Um, So it's just been a drastic change. For everyone. It's fun to be able, I'm texting with all my friends, and that, that's a way of communicating. I love texting. Yes. Um, my husband doesn't, but I, <laughs> I just, I'm very grateful because you can stay in touch with the people you love instantly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, have you, done, um, to me. <laughs> have you done FaceTiming with your, with your kids and grandkids during this? I mean, I know your grandkids are with you now, but have you done that with them every now and again? No, we did. I did a... I did a Zoom um, once. Somebody walked me through it, but uh-huh. um, I'm Zoom phobic. Uh, <laughs> honest to God, it seems like the most. Everybody says, "Oh, it's so simple." It doesn't seem simple to me. All those numbers and things. I'm dyslexic a little bit, so. Oh, I like, agree. You're not the only I, one. Yeah. All those numbers mm-hmm. I have to punch in and yeah. blah blah blah. Yes. But um, but some my friend just totally walked me through it like. But she stayed on the line, and uh, and, and it was great. It's a great, uh, it's a great way to communicate. I think. 
Yes, well, it actually... But to we, answer your question about FaceTime, no, I haven't done FaceTime with them. Well, the reason I, I brought that up, because with the beginning of the pandemic, when we when all this was starting to happen, we interviewed uh, Fran Drescher. Yes. And um, she had brought that up where she says she FaceTimes her parents. Yeah. And um, she was like, oh, you just need to go FaceTime your parents, because, you know, our family lives in other states, obviously, and... You know, so we don't get to see them as much. Of course, they've been here since we've moved in. But, um, you know, so I was just like, oh, okay. So since then, a lot of people have tried that. And I was, I, you know, we kind of encouraged that with a lot of people say, oh, FaceTime, FaceTime, or do texting or whatever. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, you know, first of all, thank you so much for being on our show. We really do appreciate mm-hmm. it. And like I've said numerous times, we're extraordinarily excited and um, you know how you kind of how your career kind of got started is a little bit of how Chris and Will's career kind of got yeah. started in a sense. And um, you know it, it's so our lives are very much relatable. And I I have to say, with looking at all the pictures and all the interviews you've been doing for the last few years, you look absolutely fabulous. Yes, absolutely fabulous. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I, I need makeup now. You know, when you're young, you don't need makeup. Yeah. But yeah, when you get old, you need your makeup. I mean, I don't use face. I don't use face anything on my face. Um, but I do do eyes and lipstick right. and well powder my nose. But you absolutely. I don't use look... that gucky stuff. I hate having. Um, I, I, uh-huh. You know, uh, when you're doing stage, you have to have thick makeup sometimes. Right. Yes. Yeah. It just feels yes. like you're wearing a mask. Oh, I know, I know. And especially when you're under all those lights yeah. and they put yeah. it so thick yeah. and, you know, because I know for ourselves, or at least for me, because I will sweat like really yeah. bad under a light. So they'll thicken yeah. it up so it doesn't happen. And I'm like, okay, do you realize I feel like my face is drooping because <laughs> I've got so much makeup on? And Well, yeah, because you're under those stage lights for yeah, a long period of time. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But, uh, but yeah, we can re- relate. But you absolutely look fabulous yes. either way. And well, thank you. My we, God, you're making my day. Oh, of oh. course. And I read somewhere, which I loved when I, I almost screamed when I saw this. Somebody had done um, a, 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 a somewhat of a countdown on the, the best things about um, uh, Michael Lernan. And one of them was is that you you say how it is. You you just you don't care what it is. That it, that is totally me. They they listed it as a potty mouth. I listed it as a human being. Yes. So I love that. <laughs> I love. Well, that. Yes. yeah. I do have a potty mouth. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. We love that. We absolutely love that. Well, My mother did, and she could make the f word sound like "pass the tea, please." You know? <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Yes. And so, you know, for me, it's no big deal either. It's just a great word when you're uh-huh. upset and, oh, yes. and hurt or angry. It's a great word because it's so kind of, it's kind of violent in its uh-huh. own way. It's not about what it means. It's just kind of. Absolutely. The when word you, itself is kind of. Well, ah. you know, it, it's it, it's kind of Willie and I's nickname because oh, we God. really call each other a lot when we get so irritated with one another. We just call us by our well, nickname. Good. So yeah. you're my friend. <laughs> so yeah, so we absolutely we absolutely love it. So, um, but 
anyway, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, going into how you first got started. Did you know that you wanted to go through this whole chaotic, fun world of Hollywood when you were younger? No, I never did. Um, I got started, actually, um, when I was little, when I was about 12, uh, my mother sent me to England to uh-huh. learn to be a ballet dancer. Ooh. Um, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, so they sent me to a boarding school where I was miserably homesick. And uh-huh. um teacher would say, Michael, could you cry a bit more quietly, please? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in the... <laughs> uh-huh. All day long. I just cried. And... Um, that's why they sent me there in the first place was because I was crying all the time. So wow. I thought this would make it better, but it was for me, it was like Wuthering Heights oh, wow. um, looking out the window. And I just, I just saw everything as black, Right. Oh. but I did uh, win the drama cup one year. And um, so one of the teachers said, you know, you're not really a very good dancer. Maybe you should become a drama student. Hmm. Uh. So that's what I did. And, um, it gave me a wonderful career. Yes, that it did. That mm-hmm. it did. And what's inspiring about it, of course, you were on the infamous Waltons, actually. And the fact that a lot of, and you, you joke about this a lot, is a lot of the most acting role lines that you had were so minimal, but they were just like Julia Roberts' Oscar-winning moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it yeah. was it, it was just so incredible that you were you pulled that off at such the age that you actually were, and with so many different kids, which was so many different personalities, and you you pulled it off so delicately, so delicately. So it's like you you had it in you the whole time. Well, it's funny because I didn't want to do the show because I. I said, I you know, I just don't want to be a character actor. I'm not ready to be a character. I just finished yeah. doing Private Lives that Francis Coppola directed, uh-huh. and it was just fabulous working with him. He was he really understands an actor's process, you know, and um, and I played Cleopatra, uh, Shakespeare's Cleopatra, the uh-huh. same that same season at ACT, and then suddenly I'm I'm a farm woman playing older than I was and pouring coffee. And I thought, oh, God, <laughs> is this it? And, uh, but, you know, they, the money was better than theater money, and right. I had three kids, so there you go. And then gradually the writers really started writing nice things for me to do for Olivia, you know, and, um, um, and she became a very beloved character, and that means a lot to me. And, you know, you guys' spirit is still there because oh, yeah. uh, Willie and I have we, – we do a lot of work with Warner Brothers. And we've, we've – the one thing I love about Warner Brothers is the atmosphere of, of WB of is course, just yes. amazing. Out of all the studios in Hollywood, that one for some reason is just – There's a vibe there. Yeah, it's got such a great vibe. And the Walton's house is still there, and we've actually – toured in it and we've actually been inside of it yes. and been outside of it and the vibe of you guys is still there i and agree it's it's just you really? still get yes. yes you do you get that you get that wow factor uh-huh. when you go up to it well i thought the house had burned down that's no, what it, i heard that it that, that the house on the <clears throat> excuse me on the back lot 
uh, in a Burbank. It was then called Burbank Studios. Um, uh-huh. That is, it burned down. So they rebuilt it for the movies of the week. And ah. it, it, so maybe that's where you saw it. Well, or they, maybe you saw it before it burned down. I we, don't know. I think but we probably saw the it. The whole back lot just was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, we probably saw it before it burned down. But um, yeah. I want to say they had to really have done nice. something. It is. It's an absolute fantastic house, uh-huh. and you know, I want to say maybe they did rebuild it because they used it for the Gilmore Girls, yes. which was not too far long ago. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay, that was a good show. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I can't remember which scenes they did, but they used it for the Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, and uh, we actually have pictures of the house yes. when we toured on the lot. Yeah, and um, they let us walk through it, and we got um, we got to get pictures of. Now we didn't take the tour; we were just. We were doing work there, yeah. and um, right. a representative right. had had just taken us around and, and showed us all the different points. And we're like, okay, we were acting like tourists, <laughs> and you know, we we're like, oh my gosh, yes, yes. And so we we have those pictures, but yeah, the vibe is totally there. Yeah. I mean, it, it really it's like you guys actually never left, mm-hmm. and it it you know so. I don't know what it is that you guys did. I mean, it, it you you created family and yeah. you really gave it that presence of the family. Um, we really did. I mean, we were and are still right. like a family. I mean, we text each other, and uh, I Mary Mary's on Facebook, and Mary McDonough and uh-huh. Judy, and we Instagram, and it's. Ah. Um, and with Ralph's wife, Linda, um, we're very close, and uh, it, it it was a an, it was a quite an amazing thing. And the crew was so loyal and so marvelous that really all of us were were like a family. I didn't realize Mary wrote a book, and I I uh, I didn't realize that some of the kids were having problems. They I was shocked to hear it actually because right it it seemed such a happy set for them and the kids seemed happy to me Mm -hmm. i would have gone to bat for them (coughs) sometimes they weren't treated like the actors that they were do you know what i mean it was like well we'll send a big basket of fruit to to ralph and michael and and they would send nothing to the kids Ah, I, i did go up and say what's what's going on you know if you didn't have these kids in the show it wouldn't be a show of course yeah um, so they sent them apparently a cup, like three muffins, a little, wow, <laughs> a little bag of muffins or something, and that that was bad. That was bad. Wow. Right. It was like they didn't treat the kids as well as they should have. But there was no active abuse or anything that I know. Right, of. right. It was just they were thoughtless at times with the kids. Now, has, um, now, how old are your grandkids, by the way? Oh, my oldest is. Just turned twenty six, and nice. the youngest is nineteen. Oh wow! So have they yeah. actually taken the time to watch your amazing role on the Waltons? I don't think so. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think the twenty six year old has ever watched it. Oh, okay. um, but my kids watched it with me, which oh. was fun. You know, I'd be cooking dinner and yeah. the music. I remember, you know. Uh, Luke saying, I love that music. It makes me feel so happy. Um, so, yeah. So that was nice. And uh, But my older kids were teenagers, and they weren't that interested in the show. 
They were interested in girls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so I've well. also seen you. You've done a few interviews, and you've talked a little about about the infamous dinner scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine... Going That's the that. kind of thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night screaming, uh, and you suddenly go, "Oh, thank God, I'm not. I'm in my own bedroom. It's, it's, it was just a dream." Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, those scenes went on forever, and uh-huh. they were. It was awful. It was disgusting, really. Um, and food I'm, getting scraped back into bowls and then back on your plate, and uh, you know, oh, I trying can... to remember whether your your fork was up to your mouth or halfway oh, up to your mouth and wow you know it was just <laughs> they were just terrible and the kids the kids were good sports about it because they'd they'd play with the salt or i remember cammy was making little designs with the salt shaker and uh-huh. <laughs> they found ways to deal with it but for ralph and me it was torture well yeah that continuity you just gotta it's like yeah, racking your and it just brain. went on forever because they had so many, over, you know, they'd do a long shot, then they'd do a medium, then they'd do close-ups over shoulders and blah, blah, blah. And so it just went on forever because oh yeah, um, I look at shows now sometimes that are complicated that way with a lot of people and I think, oh, they must have spent days shooting that. Oh, <laughs> I know. Been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I was in a film with Adam Sandler years ago. Yep. And, um, you know, it, it, we would explain that to people. They were like, you know, my scene was less than a minute. It wasn't even a minute I would give it. It was so quick and it was so done. And I told them, I said, do you realize that those few seconds of my life that you see on the screen took us two weeks to do? And they're like, they're like, are you kidding? I go, no, it's two weeks, about fourteen hours a day, and it right. was it was in a building that was very musty in L.A. It was cold. It we it was miserable. By the time we were done with it, everybody was getting sick, and it was oh, it was it was crazy. So yeah, so I can totally relate to that. Um, but it's it, not glamorous. No, people it's, have that idea that it's glamorous. They're oh, crazy. Oh, I know. They don't, I know. They don't know. Well, we had because Richard Chamberlain was in that film. Yeah, he was actually. Oh, I've in worked that, with him. He's a sweetheart. Oh, we love oh, yeah. Richard. We love him. And after the shoot was over with, we had dinner with him out out in uh, Beverly Hills somewhere, and uh, mm-hmm. we had talked about that because he was there with his agent and. We talked about that, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, we were all getting so sick because it was, it was a cold building. It was a vacant yeah. building in downtown, and and we were like, yeah, it was miserable to the point to where we just they had to just pick a scene and be done with it because otherwise we would all have got we were catching each other's cold, and it was it was miserable. But yeah, they people think it's it's quick and it's it takes no time to do a film, and it's like no." No, no. Especially a film. I mean, in in television, it's hurry up. Uh, It's hurry up. Get to the next scene. Get to the next page. Um, We we did a show once that was about, I don't know what it was about, but I I can't remember, but it it involved a fair. Uh And they had to move to another set quickly. So they left this little kid swinging around on one of those swing things that go around in oh, fair, yes. yeah, you yeah. know, where you're in a yeah. little 
feet. And right, yes. This poor kid was left just swinging around and oh. around. And he, <laughs> he would still be there. Oh, my god! Until finally some, somebody realized what had happened, and the poor little thing came. They brought him down, and wow. he threw up. I mean, oh. it was just horrible. Yeah. Wow. And once they, when they, um, the cow was supposed to be sick. Uh-huh. And I can't remember the name of the cow now, but um, and I said I don't want to. I don't want you to inject that cow with anything. I I, yeah. I, I can't stand it. And uh-huh. they said no, no, no. It's fine. It's no big deal. The the cow doesn't suffer. And they reassured me. And so I came out and then I walked into the barn and there was this poor cow lying there with its tongue hanging out. And you know cows have big tongues. Right. And, <laughs> I just burst into tears. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the scene. So wow. anyway, that's that show business, you know. Yes, Let's it is. get it over with and move on to the next set. And it is. so yep. it, it's not always the nice uh, fun stuff that people think it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you know, we we if, we love what we do. That's exactly the way it is, you know. But you get paid good money to be miserable. That's what. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And then, and then you can scream at your agent and say, "Why the f did you make me do this?" And then later, when you win the award, you're like, "Thank you for making me do this." Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yes. there were some lovely moments too because we're still so close as a cast. Uh huh. You know, I talk to the girls, and Richard and I are very close friends, Richard and Georgie, his uh-huh. wife. And uh, so we're very close. So it gave me a second family. It, it put my kids through private schools and braces. And I'm very grateful in retrospect, but but it is not a glamorous job. Oh, and, I bet. Uh, I was saying to somebody, I think I've, you may have read this, but I... You know, I tell people it, it's like it's the difference between theater and TV is that theater is uh, like a racehorse running a race, uh-huh. and TV is like a plow horse plowing a field. Interesting. Wow. wow. Very nice. I like that, yeah. And very true. Very true. Very, very, very true. Because in theater, you get to go the whole, you get to do the whole arc of a play. Yes. Right. And, um, in in TV, it's like little little bits. You could do all day just pass the peas, please. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that... that's what they gave me a lot of the time when they couldn't think of anything. They said, I said to Earl once, "Why why am I in the scene? I uh, all I say is pass the salt, please." What do, he said, "Well, we need your presence. We need Olivia's presence." She has to be present. I thought, but do, Earl, do you know how boring that is? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so funny. So I can imagine that uh, when you're sitting at the dinner table with family now, you try to avoid saying, pass the salt, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I never say it. Not ever. And you give yourself more lines to say at the dinner yeah, table. Yeah, salt-phobic now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, what would you say the most memorable episode would be on the show? I loved the anniversary. Uh-huh. Um, it was so sweet, such a sweet love story. And I loved Ralph. I loved him dearly. Um, uh-huh. He was a lovely, complicated, wonderful guy. And, uh, so that I think that love between us absolutely came through in the show. 
Uh-huh. It was genuine. It wasn't yes. acting. Yes. It was yes. genuine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that's my favorite show, I think. So how would you how how would you say Olivia would react to today's world and what's going on right now? How would you how would you picture Olivia? I think she would be happy that 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 what they gave me at the end was they gave uh, Olivia some feminist tendencies, uh-huh. which I thought was great. And so I think she would have become a feminist. And nice. um, and I think she would be appalled at some of the, what's going on in the world. Uh-huh. I think the protests, which started out to be a good thing, have now turned into thuggery as far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so it's ruined itself, right. which yeah. is sad. Yes. Mm-hmm. My granddaughter and I protested here the first, you know, early on and uh, at the city hall, and it was all very peaceful. A lot of people, uh-huh. very peaceful. Right. And uh, then it turned nasty later in the day, at the end of the day, after, well, thank God we had left. But um, I, I don't know what why they're doing it. Whatever they're doing is spoiling the whole movement. So right, I'm, and totally I'm, agree. I'm just I'm pissed off, quite frankly. <laughs> I think you're you're just ruining the whole thing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, when you start breaking into stores and stealing and rioting, it's not a protest anymore. It's it's turned ugly, and I don't. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely agree. Mm-hmm. Makes me mad. Yeah. So, how do you think? So, okay. Um, would you say the Waltons would work for modern day television? Well, apparently it does because people are watching it. I mean, I, I'm shocked that that I get some. You know, I'm still getting fan letters, not baskets of them or anything, but here and right. there. Uh, people who are watching it today and who it resonates with them, I think because it was set in the depression, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it kind of is timeless, if you will. Yes. Uh, maybe not the later episodes, but certainly the first five years when Richard was in the show yeah. are kind of, it, it's timeless in a, in a sense. Um, but I don't know whether, I don't know whether a show like that would go, right. um, no, you I don't. I I love what's on television. I mean, I think there's some really really interesting things happening in TV, but uh, on on cable and everything. But Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So, but I don't done... think the Waltons would work on Netflix. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never. You yeah. Absolutely you never, never know. know. But you, you know, know, you've done a lot of te- different television projects, and I admire everyone that's been on this show, and we still binge watch. Murder, She Wrote, yes. which you were on. And <laughs> well, I sure did that. Yeah, yes, I did. did. I can't remember what, what my character was or anything, but I remember doing it in Angela Lansbury, of course, as a a, a theater trooper. And uh-huh. uh, so we got along very well, and it was fun. Well, you know, I, I will not kid you not that uh, the recent Mary Poppins Returns, when Angela Lansbury, spoiler alert, yeah, Angela yeah. Lansbury sings in that movie i kid you not we had tears in our eyes Uh because she is such 
a wonderful, dynamic performer. Yes, and she is. Yeah, you she's just fabulous. can't. You can't get a. You can't get enough of Murder She Wrote. You just can't. I can watch it and watch it and watch it, and it's like I'm watching a drama series that's on television today. Yes, and mm-hmm. it's like I just love it. So, um, how would you compare doing television from back in the day to how television is today? Well, I think it was friendlier back then uh-huh. than it is now. I think now it's um, you. If you're a guest on a show, you sort of come in, you do your scene, and you leave. It's. Um, I mean, I suppose it was the same back then too. But we, we were very. Um, sometimes we were terrible because we we would crack. We were so bored, we'd start laughing or crack up. That, uh, Eric Scott would do something that made us all hysterical and. Uh-huh. Or Richard, even and <coughs> Richard and John Ritter together were were just Absolutely. awful. Oh, they yeah, made me yes. laugh so hard I couldn't, uh-huh. I would end up crying. Yes, and um, but but you know there was room for that a little bit back then, and now it seems like you just go in, you don't know anybody, you do your thing, and you leave. Yes, and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of heartless. There's no heart there. It's yes. like you're looking for that connection and. You can't find yeah. it. Yeah. It helps. It helps. So it, it does. I, I really feel now for the people who were sort of guesting on our show back then when we'd be, they want to rehearse the scene and we're all cracking up because we don't need to rehearse because we right. we know each other and how it goes. And we weren't always the most thoughtful, but. Um. <laughs> well, you again, you've done so much great work and you did. Um, you did Still Magnolias in theater, mm-hmm. which absolutely, yes. I saw a clip of it, loved it. Yes. Who would have thought you would have been the uh, perfect side-by-side Weezer? Perfect. Weezer, I know. It was a fun part. Oh, I my. loved that part. Yes. I had a great time. Yes. Okay. And, you know, and um, the fact that uh, you and, uh, gosh, uh, Shirley MacLaine, mm-hmm. that's who it is, you guys side by side could read the same exact lines yes. and it would be so incredibly funny. <laughs> totally different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did it I never put... I never saw it, surely. Well, maybe I saw her years ago when it first came out. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm always leery of seeing a, a movie if I'm playing the part. I, I don't want to see the other actress because that'll stay with me. Yes, yeah. it'll compare. And I want, it's hard to make it my own then. I, I, I end up kind of copying what, they're, what they did. And yes. uh, I know I didn't want to see um, uh, when I played Rosemary and oh, I can't think of the name of it. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, so um, good. Picnic. Yes. yes. And I, I, you know, I didn't want to see the actress who played my part. I didn't uh-huh. want to watch it. I didn't want to see it. And some actors are just the opposite. They they want to watch and see what somebody else has done. Yes. Because it informs them, but I'm not that way. You know, I want to make it my own. Absolutely. And you should because it's a different style. Uh-huh. Even though the story's the same, it's a different style of how it's presented. Yeah. And yeah, well, even if I'm even even if I'm on the wrong track, I still I still want to figure it out for myself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you also, going back to Still Magnolias, you worked with Kathy Rigby. Oh, my gosh. 
Love yes. Kathy. We yes. saw Kathy was on our bucket list to uh-huh. see her in theater. Yep. And we finally got to see her before she she uh, retired, and it was like a dream. Just you you just. You lost her, and she was doing a great job in performance, but you were just in a daze when you were sitting there going, that's Kathy Rigby. Uh The entire show, that's Kathy Rigby. That's Kathy Rigby. And so, you know, you almost missed the whole performance because that's Kathy Rigby. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so you have a lot of uh, glamour in the work that you've done. She she was a doll to work with. Oh, I bet. Just the kindest, most open and vulnerable person. She was wonderful. And um, it was it was really a joy, and and you know she she just her heart was open. Uh huh. You could tell that. So yeah. I never felt I never felt awkward. I felt completely safe with her. Yes. And um, I loved working. I loved that show. I loved the uh-huh. whole experience. It was it was a lovely time for me. So what would you say uh, outside of the Waltons? What would you say the most memorable moment in your career would be? Well, working with Francis Coppola was was a dream for me. He he's just such a and doing Private Lives uh, that part is uh-huh. a wonderful part um, for a woman and for me especially because I I, I sort of um, played my mother a little bit <laughs> and um, and we had so much fun. I mean, it, he, Francis was not uh, traditional with it at all. Uh-huh. And he, in fact, he had the opening. I had my back to the audience, and um, you know, uh, it was it was great. Wow! So that was a highlight for me. And doing Three Sisters with Bill Ball, Chekhov, was uh-huh. a highlight for me playing Masha, because it was a time when I was miserable in my own life, so uh-huh. I identified with her, uh-huh. uh, that character. And um, you know, mostly my my highlights are theater highlights. Um, Very nice. And doing the Waltons, of course, in retrospect, uh, I have, I have such a love for everyone that was on that show, and all the crew um, were very close, and that's a gift. I don't think many people get that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. And I know you were talking about that you've gone through through a lot of stuff in your life. Like, even when you were doing the Private Lives play and then, you know, going into the Waltons. And I think it was December of 2002, you had written something for a publication. Um, I think it was called Daily Word. But you had mentioned in there yeah. about your journey. And you had, you had uh, wrote that it helped you grow as a human being and that you were willing to go through more pain to get out of that pain. I find that very, very interesting because um, just a little bit in my life, I feel like I can, I can so relate to that on so many levels. And then after you had writ- you've written that, you had said this cur- discomfort can be a motivator for growth in that you've changed, but you, you don't overhelp people. I find that very interesting too because like – Way years ago, I used to be a people pleaser, just make sure everyone else was happy. And I wasn't looking out for my own happiness. So what I would want to ask is, what did you need for you to accept everything that had gone on and to make it better? 
Well, um, that's deep stuff. Yes. My, grand, my grandson is just leaving, so I'm hugging him right now. Oh, I love hugs. Yes. Hugging is a, is a very, very soothing thing. Yeah. He's the best. He's the best hugger. I love you too. <laughs> Be safe. Um, <coughs> no, um, yeah, I, I still believe that I don't, I don't go to those dark places anymore. I'm, I, I have worked through them, but I, I did learn a lot about myself. You know, I never, I never related to being arrogant or anything. I thought I was a doormat, which I was uh-huh. for a while. But, um, but underneath that was a certain kind of arrogance that, that I learned that I wasn't this perfect person that I thought I was. Yeah. Know? that I had a lot of flaws, and it was very hard for me to accept the loss of those illusions about myself. Yeah. But but I got through them, and I learned. I I got to look at things and say, you know, I didn't know I was angry. I had a lot of anger, and I had no idea Uh that I was angry. Yeah. That's that's hard for someone to finally take a look and say, oh, my God, look at this. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Uh So... So it it it's it's benefited me and therapy helped and um a 12 step program has helped me very much Al-Anon uh-huh. um I went on a 5 day Al-Anon uh family sort of uh retreat it was great yeah uh-huh. I learned so much it was just wonderful wow wow well, I'm really happy to hear that. Just to hear just yeah. inspiring things like that, it's it really it touches touches the heart, you know? Because Absolutely. then it says that you know what, whatever it is, you can work through it and it is possible, you know? Right. Absolutely. It is. And and you get to share with other people who are going through similar things. And you realize that you're you're not just alone in this world. Mm-hmm. That other people are suffering and working through their. I wanted to just say a bad word, so I won't say it. <laughs> their shit. Their shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it rhymes with that. Yes. 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 <laughs> and they, you know, other people. It was one. It, I didn't feel so isolated anymore. Right. The mm-hmm. self pity has gone away, and yeah. uh, I have a good life today. I, my voice is terrible. I don't know what's going on. It's some kind of. <clears throat> cackly thing i said to my husband oh god i've got old lady cackle going on so i hope i get my voice back <laughs> and um but my life is great i'm married to a wonderful man and uh-huh. um we've been together 31 years Congrats. And, yes um i said we don't have another 30 years but let's 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 try for another 10 anyway yeah oh girl you're gonna outlive all of us oh yeah i swear i look at it you will outlive all <laughs> well, of us once you hit 80, you you really are very aware of how short the time is. Uh, but um, it makes you relish what you have even more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I have to ask really quick. Um, tell me about your latest project, Second Act. Yes. Well, that that's done. It's a tiny little film. It's, I think, 13 minutes long. Uh-huh. And it's a love story, and I love doing it. It was, uh, I love Jerry Pass, the producer, for bringing it to me because it was such a great shoot. I think we shot for three days, and John Wesley 
unfortunately. He, he was amazing because he wasn't well when he did it. Uh-huh. And, uh, but he did. He's, he, he kind of, it perked him up, I think. And um, he was wonderful. And, and really, it's not about race. It's about love. Yes. Right. And that's why I like the movie. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> I think they should make a feature out of it. Really, yes, I, I agree. I wish they would. Um, and just track, this is a good time for it, because basically it tracks how they couldn't be together as children, and then it sh- we would sort of be the frame around the, you know, the the real story would be the middle story of what their lives were like when they had to be separated and live live lived lives that they weren't right Italy, mm-hmm. happy with yeah right so i don't know i don't know if it'll ever become bigger than than this a little short film but it's kind of a little bubble of perfection i think yes it's a great little story i agree it absolutely was great it i mean it, it so many great memories so many great um good points i agree made yes. to it so mm-hmm. Wonderful job on that. You know, I'm thinking before we go, I'm thinking that uh, I would have loved to have seen you. I wish I'm going to throw this out in the air that if they make a movie like this again, that they need to call you and cast you in this movie. (laughs) But there was a movie that came out last year. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Palms with Diane Keaton. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, what, it's palm like in chess. No, palms. no palms P-O-M-S. like uh, cheerleading pom poms. Yes. Oh, palm. No, no, yes. I didn't see it. Yes. Oh, you should see it. Yes. I think that they should have called you and had you added as one of the cheerleaders. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With them, it yep. is such a great story. Mm-hmm. And Diane Keaton, we love Diane Keaton. She did such a great She's job. She's a fabulous in actress. It. We used to live in the same building in New oh, York. Really. The, um, very yeah. nice. And um, I would see her in the elevator. Very shy. Never spoke to me. Really? But, um, I Yeah. She's shy. Um, huh. But I really admire her work. And it was such a thrill once. I, I was walking home in the rain feeling sorry for myself. And this person came out of, I couldn't see his face. Uh-huh. But but I got a little flutter in my heart, and I thought, what's that about? I don't even know who, who that is, and I couldn't see a face, and it was raining. Uh-huh. And um, it was Warren Beatty. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's got that much of a vibe. He does. Um, energy, I guess, or whatever, because yeah. it hit me before I even saw who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he was visiting her, I guess that was when they were together. That's funny you say that because that's totally true. I was working an event at the Shrine Auditorium and I had to, I was doing something with someone else and I had to walk past and this man started talking to me and I looked up and it was like, oh wow, you're Warren Beatty. It's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And And he's like, well, yeah, I thought that you knew who I was. I go, <laughs> I didn't start thinking that until you opened your mouth and started talking. And all I can think about was Dick Tracy. And yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, yeah. <laughs> so he That's does. Funny. He he definitely has that vibe to him. So I agree with that. Well, Michael, I think he's a nice guy. I don't know is. him really personally, but um, except to see him now and then, you know, at an event or something. But um, yes. 
you know, he always, I think he's very down to earth and very nice. He is. He definitely seemed that. And that's the best part about Hollywood is when you, you get an interaction with people like yourself yes. that are so extraordinarily down to earth and have this amazing personality that for people like ourselves who's grown up with your work, mm-hmm. you, you give that extra spark to it yes. because you're like, you're exactly how I pictured you to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And to us, that's incredible. Yeah. And it's... It's a warm feeling. It, it is definitely a warm feeling. And, you know, you try to avoid those actors that you, you don't... You really, really want to meet, but you're afraid to because you don't want them to destroy that persona you have of them. And, you know... I just, know what you mean. I feel that way about people, too. Yes. People I've admired in the business, and I get... I'm going to get to meet them, and... um and they're not nice. And, yes. Um, it hurts. It, it does. really actually hurts. Oh, it does. Me. It um, does. Because I love their work so much and I admire them so much in terms of what they do. But then uh, I've, I've waited. But I always go backstage after a play uh-huh. to congratulate because it always meant so much to me when people like Natalie Wood would come back. Oh, nice. And, wow. And say they like the show. It's so t- nice. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. And then, uh, you know, there are others that you meet, and they're really cold, and they sort of look down there. I, I remember going up to, I will drop a name, uh, I went up to John Malkovich and said, because uh-huh. I just wanted to tell him how much, I said, I just I just think you're such a great actor, and I love your work so much. And he looked at me as if I just pooped in the middle of the living room. You know? <laughs> yes. And, Wow. Uh-huh. I was so disappointed as as a person, you know, that he wasn't more generous with yes. um, mm-hmm. with a compliment. You know? Well, you know, our show has gotten so close and so big that we're getting closer and closer to a lot of those type of names as far as coming on our show. And I told, uh, I, I told someone, I go, you know, I would absolutely love to meet julia roberts i said i'd love to meet julia roberts but i go i really don't know if i want to and they're like why why i go because i love julia roberts and i just don't know how she is in person and i just don't want to say something that would make her upset or get that persona so i'm like i'm good if we just keep her in the movies and just keep her there and i don't have to oh i'm sure she's a very uh, uh, she's got to be a very nice person i'm sure she is but you know it's that it's that inkling that sits there and says oh i don't want to destroy it because it's such she's such an icon in my opinion as far as i grew up with everything she did you know it's just really heartbreaking but um but you on the other hand my dear have been absolutely lovely yes and we are so thankful again for you being on our show and spending this amazing time with us mm-hmm. it, it's memorable we will always cherish it yes. for the rest of our love and life mm-hmm. and you know so thank you again yes mm-hmm. it's been my pleasure i feel like we're old friends thank oh, you absolutely. for making it so easy oh, oh you're very you... welcome mm-hmm. and whenever when all this gets cleared in the air when we go back to la i'll Give you a call and, you know, have coffee, dessert, whatever you like. You got it. All right, my dear. Well, you take care of yourself. Thank you again and all the best to you. Thank you. Take care. Bless you. 
OMG, you know, I so love her. And of course, you know me, I gotta love the potty mouth. <laughs> you always love the drama. That's yes. why I love you most. Oh, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> you guys realize that I puke a lot on this show because all this love you that. We just need a bucket here on the side. That's what it is. That's what it is. Well, we want to thank Michael for coming on our show and giving us another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. And we want you to join us next week as we have an all new episode with an all new topic and, of course, an all new celebrity guest. Yep. Go to our official website at chrisandwill.com, on Instagram at chris.and.will. Or on Facebook under The Real Prince Charming. And we want to thank you guys for joining us and keeping us going. Because we can't do this journey without you, you know. Mm-hmm, that's right. We appreciate you guys. We wish you the best Thanksgiving ever. Of course. And remember, this Thanksgiving, be kind to one another, care for one another, and keep in touch with one another. Let's all be thankful for being able to be us and everything about us. Because, you know, we are one. Take care of yourself and always remember we love you. We thank you. And remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. But for now, you guys, we got to go. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was a Chris Will production, broadcasted live on several media platforms. Show hosts Christopher L. Anty and William Ramos Jr. Today's show guest was Michael Learned. Show introduction voiceover was done by Tony Ross. Produced by Chris Will, a Cali, New York company. Copyright Chris Will, all rights reserved. ChrisandWill.com for contact details. Produced November 2020. 